Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Still Unknown podcast. This is part two of the Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2 recap with Allison and Carlin from the Resolved Mysteries podcast. If you have not listened to part one yet, we cover the first three episodes of UM Volume 2 on Netflix, which were Washington Insider Murder, A Death in Oslo, and Death Row Fugitive. In part two, we discuss the remaining three episodes, which are Tsunami Spirits, Lady in the Lake, and Stolen Kids. So here it is. Enjoy, everyone. Episode four, the tsunami spirits. Yes. Mm. That was my favorite episode. Allison's favorite. It was uh, my favorite. Yeah, it was we, beautiful. Yeah, we started discussing it a little bit earlier, but just as far as like a piece of documentary film, I felt like it was really, really well done and very emotional. All of us mm-hmm. cried. Yeah. <laughs> It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking about, Joe, they really highlight like that aspect of their culture and how they're so attached to like the spirit world and like their loved ones that they've lost, they still feel are with them. And it's just a very like unique look at that experience. The thing that got to me was the detail that the spirits didn't know they were deceived. They Mm -hmm. They had to be told that yeah. were no longer alive so that was that's the part that uh got to me the whole in the whole thing yeah that's really haunting uh, for sure to think about but yeah i, I kind of went back to that a couple times too it's an interesting view yeah but definitely agree with you they played it up to be a bit more of a like creepy ghosty tale in the previews and stuff. And then it was ended up being more like this memorial really for the town. Yeah. So. But. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really nice episode. It, well, the thing is like there, I don't know what else to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like there's not much to say about it. It was beautiful. It was so well produced. It was so respectful. And even if you do or don't believe in ghosts, it almost doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. about the experience of loss for 15,000 people. Like, we don't get to talk about that. We don't get to challenge it or discuss it. It's, it is what it is to this small community and the loss. And yeah, it was incredible. I thought it was really well done. And it was my favorite episode of this yeah. series. It's beautiful. Of all 12? Of, of the last six, I would have to rewatch the first six, but it was, I, yeah, I just thought it was, it took like, y- you want to challenge whatever you're watching and all of that goes away. Like uh, everything, all of your preconceived notions go away when a small region has lost 15,000 people. Like you don't get to have an opinion, really. Mm -hmm. You just get to stand in awe 
that their experience is being shared with you mm-hmm. on any level, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really moving. I cried through the whole thing. Like I just, yeah. I, I was so overwhelmed by it. And the priest at the end who created the cafe to have people come in and talk about their feelings and like, it was just beautiful. Like it's beautiful what, what people rise to do in the wake of a, a tragedy that none of us can possibly understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was, I guess it was my favorite out of the 12 in terms of the humanity of it and the empathy yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to go the ghost route, I feel like that was the way to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, like my one like minor criticism of it, I wish they hadn't played it up. Like the way they ended up doing it, I wish they hadn't played it up to be like scarier than it ended up mm. being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's, that's really it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I agree. It was a fantastic episode. Yeah. Yes. Not much else to say on it, unfortunately. But everyone, if for some reason you haven't watched that, watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No. All right. So the next episode, episode five, Lady in the Lake. Ooh. This one, this one stood out to me from the opening credits, directed by Sky Borgman who directed that batshit insane abducted in plain sight documentary. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. We could do a whole entire episode on that. But, <laughs> yes. But yeah, from the director of abducted in plain sight is the lady in the lake. This is another one that really drew me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought out of all of the last six that this was the most, like, WTF story. <laughs> where you were like, what the, what the what? You know, who, yeah. who tumbles down a slippery slope in four-inch heels stumbles their way over a rock a like a rock wall and then has to walk yards until the water reaches a depth that you can drown in I and it's freezing water yeah. oh and it's freezing and, and have, like and you're, you're going across. an italian catholic mom who just loves to be cozy and hang out with her family like yeah what? and you're going it doesn't across. make any sense and you're going across a two-lane road? Yes. To get there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's- if this woman who, it does not seem like this woman would take her own life, but we don't know. We have no idea. But if she were to do it, is this the way? Yeah. Take this long to do it? I, how? I really don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. I don't think so. Yeah, I the, really don't. I think out of all of this, this is the one I definitely want to give a rewatch to just to get all the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I hadn't heard I hadn't heard of this one. Uh, Joanne Romaine's her name. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and know. we talked about how um, in the episode they threw in the detail about how there was a witness who came out and saw that the car was not there. Yeah, they threw that in really late in the episode. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a crucial <laughs> detail that like someone was like, I left the church. Something else there happened. were no cars in the parking lot. Yeah. And then the police were like, no, oh, this car's been here the entire time. Like, just. <sighs> yeah. And then her body that's... being found so much farther away. Yeah. And then that's showing not the how clip... you take your own life. So. <clears throat> and showing the clips of the, of the detectives in the deposition. I don't know if I remember that. I don't remember the detectives, but I do remember or her the, brother saying, I might have done something that made people mad, and now she's dead, and I feel bad for it. You, you know, like, what, what, there's what, just what, no what, way that 
this woman took her own life. I don't know what happened. And I don't think that we can speculate based on the evidence, but I think that we can all agree that there's no way that this mom left her Catholic church, <laughs> stumbled down a slope over rocks 60 yards out to find water that she could drown in. There's just like, that is too, too prolonged. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <coughs> it's too difficult. Yeah. It's too extra. Like what? There's a million <laughs> other ways to do it. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And again, that's one I want to, I'll give a rewatch. I'll look more into it to see if there's any other details that were left out. Mm. Yeah, Allison uh, found some just about there being a lot more family drama than they showed us on the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot going on, you know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it and, like the fact that even in the UN interview, her brother was really dismissive and he was like, Yeah, maybe I did something. That made such a people weird mad. thing. To like say. It's such a weird dismissive thing to say. Any sibling that thought they caused the death of their sibling would clearly be a little bit more upset, you know? Yeah, I feel like he's going to regret saying that on. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's like um, uh, the Patrice Endress Mm -hmm. sort of interview where like you give this interview and then you're like, oh, what did I say? Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. But her daughter, like from the jump, has been like, there's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way. And also leave no evidence, like no evidence in the snow, like no heel prints, no. Well, there she were. Had to... there, so the physical evidence that brought the police to the conclusion that it was a suicide was that there were footprints. There were like a couple footprints, then there was a butt print essentially, and then a couple more footprints, and then another butt print that sort of slid down into the water. Hmm. So their theory based on that evidence was that Joanne wanted to take her own life, stumbled towards the river, slid got up slid again got up but it just doesn't make any sense based on how low the river was that this woman would keep walking until she found enough water to drown herself like it just and it was end frigid up, and end up and end up seven what was it 70 miles away 30 miles 30, 30 miles away yeah yeah and it, that's the other piece like they were like didn't i don't know if they said something about currents or not but just the depth of the water there the was length no of current. it the no also, current you like, have to think about you want to take your own life you want to go drown yourself in a river great the way your body reacts your body is going to fight that yeah it's going to fight it it's going to pull you out of the water if the water is one inch or two inches like you're not going to be able to take your own life. I don't well, think. I think you could, but you'd have to work really could, hard. Could, you'd have to work really you, hard, right? I was going to say, could you go into the shock from the cold? But Yeah, I, probably. But if you went into shock from the cold, then that would imply that you wouldn't be able to move your body that much further, right? Have you ever jumped into a really cold ocean or a really cold lake? Like, it takes your breath away. So Mm -hmm. then to recover from that and keep moving forward for however many feet or yards, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. This woman would take her own life in really shallow water and then show up 30 miles away. uh, I don't, I mean... I hate a conspiracy. I hate a conspiracy, but this doesn't make any sense. Like it really doesn't. Yeah. 
And we know there was a lot of money in that family. There's a lot of money in and that there family. Was there's an inheritance of, discrepancy. Yeah. There's a family member who is a police officer who's now a prosecutor. You know, like there's a lot going on there. And it's one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in all of the United States. It's gross point. Like mm -hmm. the daughter said, you're born here, you stay here. Yeah. Those houses are huge. Like, I don't know. I do think out of all of the things that we watched, that's the most like, what is going on here kind mm -hmm. of case, you know? I don't yeah, know. I, do, I, mean, I, I definitely think that it's not a suicide. Oh, and who would work it, that it, hard? And yeah, it's, I also loved the part in the episode where they were testing i can't i can't remember their names but the man was like holding the woman's hands like are, yeah like, are, 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 he was like i can't do it yeah <laughs> so he's like she's like oh you know she like keeps lying he's like don't worry i got you like i'm not gonna let you fall i'm not gonna <laughs> it was good it was fun he's like watch. she <laughs> can't do it and it's broad daylight <laughs> And it, yeah, and there's no snow and ice. Yeah, and she really could not do it. <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but all right, so I guess we're on to the last one now. Okay. Yeah. The abduction of Ooh. Christopher Dansby and Shane Walker. Yes. Yeah. Now, this <clears throat> this was a case covered by our boy Robin Warder mm. on the Trail Went Cold. It's episode 63. And I messaged him on Twitter and said, I am going to discuss your coverage of it. He's like, totally go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because what's that? He's a doll. He's so nice. He's always like, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. If you're going to credit me, great. <laughs> yeah. Listen to my shit and then talk about how I covered my stuff. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> However, the, the difference in the way Robin covered it mm. was he combined it with another abducted baby. Mm. Um, and it's actually one of the ones that shows up in that roll call at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. It is the abduction of Andre Bryant. Okay. That oh, he paired it okay. With. So. Yeah, I thought case, that was cool that they did that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, like, Robin and Robin included that one in with the episode about Christopher and Shane. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Thing is, that one is even more, like compelling like it, it's a deeper story really because wow so what it, what that was is uh it was uh march 28th of 19 just a couple of so just a couple of months before christopher was a yes so that was may of 1989 right mm -hmm. yeah so okay. so it was march of 1989 okay and his mother is twenty was twenty two year old Monique Rivera. She was out walking with her three children one day. Andre was the youngest one at just about five weeks old, <sighs> and she had two older children. And she supposedly ran into two women. One of them, she said she knew from middle school. But they, the two women took her shopping and they appeared to show a big interest in Andre in mm. particular and asking to hold him a couple of times. So, uh, and the thing, and they even bought Monique like a new outfit and mm. they supposedly paid with it the two women paid for it with a fraudulent credit card. Mm. So 
and it was determined to be fraudulent like during because of what happened later mm-hmm. so sure. so she returned home that day and uh her boyfriend i don't know if it was her husband or her boyfriend but andre's father was kind of suspicious of it mm-hmm. but the women said they wanted to come back the next day and take her shopping in white plains which um and i think i i don't know how connected this truly is with christopher and shane because mm-hmm. christopher and shane were in harlem mm-hmm. yes and this one was in brooklyn yeah okay so white plains is very far from harlem yeah but uh Monique Monique said that the two women wanted to take her shopping the next day. Mm -hmm. So she made a plan to have uh, her sister-in-law watch the children while she went. Okay. Okay. So the sister-in-law came over. She left the kids with her. She left the apartment. A few minutes later, she came back because the women were insistent that she bring Andre with her. And apparently just Andre Mm. Hmm. so so she goes back to get Andre and Andre they are never seen again Andre's never seen again the day after that Monique is found in a wood 20 miles away in a wooded area she is bludgeoned on the head with a blunt object and strangled with a scarf so So she's dead yeah they found her dead the next day oh my god and Andre is never seen again oh that's awful (sighs) I mean yeah that's very similar time frame but a totally different MO MO yeah like is that I don't think that that's yeah and Andre is again he is one of the ones that they show in that roll call at the end mm-hmm. yeah and I'm thinking of I wonder if like there's more info on like each of those I think if there's enough info I can find I might do a special episode where I talk about those other kids mm-hmm. that are mentioned in the role if I can find in the roll call and, yeah that would be really interesting because that pops up a lot. So, kids in the roll call. Yeah. 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 It's these child abduction. I mean, we've covered a few Damn. of them at this point, and there's a profile of this woman that can't have their own children and needs to for whatever reason and ends up stealing a baby. Yeah. Yeah, but the two women who picked up Monique and Andre, mm-hmm. one of them appeared to be in her 30s and heavy set, and the other one appeared to be around Monique's age with red hair. Mm. So they think that one is the one Monique knew from middle school. That's so weird. So. <sighs> wow. And, and like hearing Robin talk about it, it's it's strange because like a lot of other coverage, whatever other coverage there is, does lump Andre Bryant in with the other two. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but it doesn't seem like the MO is the same, right? Right. And this one is in this one was in Brooklyn and the other two are in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Which and there are is enough... like worlds apart at that time. Like, yeah, you know, like we're yeah. talking, you know, early eighties. It, it's just they're just because they're part of the same five boroughs. Lara's it's worlds apart. So it's yeah. really interesting mm-hmm. that those three cases are now being associated with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I 
obviously like the Andre Bryant case goes much deeper than just that mentioned in the roll call at the end. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um Robin included it in his episode and I wanted to mention it here too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All these stories are worth being told. I actually wondered if maybe they looked into all of these cases of the kids that they showed at the end Mm -hmm. and maybe they just didn't have as much about some of them or the families didn't want to speak on it or something. And that's why they did them that way. And that's why they selected the two children they selected. Mm -hmm. Well, and those two are very likely more likely to be connected because of the proximity and the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I honestly, I don't, I don't believe that they were connected. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know I if I do either. I really don't. I think that, <clears throat> well, I think that there were a lot of kids there and a lot of people paying attention, but I really, Robin, I don't know. Robin said this in his episode. I don't remember if it was mentioned in the UM episode, mm-hmm. but the two kids who asked Shane's mom if he could come play with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those same two kids apparently had been playing with Christopher when he went missing. What? That's weird. Why wouldn't they say that on the episode? That's, I mean, I don't believe in coincidence. Like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They brought those kids in. They questioned mm-hmm. those kids. They questioned their parents. Mm-hmm. And from what the investigator said, they checked out. So either those are the best child actors ever, or they didn't have anything to do with it. But the fact that they were all at the same scene of the disappearance of a child, like mm-hmm. that, I mean. Yeah, and those... There's no such thing as that being an accident. Yeah. I I mean, that park was very central to all those buildings. I mean, 16 towers. Right. Like if those kids lived there, they probably played there all the time. So I don't think that's that wild, but it's weird. Well, and it's weird that two of the cases got attention, but the third didn't. That doesn't make any sense either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say is it's very interesting to me that the UM angle seemed to really think these people are still out there, that they're alive somewhere. Yeah. That. Yeah. The big, the. That the seems to be point. what people believe is that the children are still out there being raised by a different family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Robin mentioned in the episode, um, which is episode 63 of The Trail One Cold. You can listen to his whole coverage on it. Mm-hmm. But I think the common theory is that um, these two boys were abducted to be sold into an illegal adoption ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there was no evidence of that. No, but it is weird, and it's weird that they were like almost the exact same age. You know, it almost seemed like they were looking for a specific type. But the police officers involved in the investigation literally brought buildings down to the ground mm-hmm. to find these children. I believe that if there was an illegal adoption ring, they would have smoked it out. I do believe that they did the best that they could do. Yeah. And they never found any evidence that that was what was happening. Right. So could it be that these are isolated incidents? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, two two boys being abducted from the same playground while playing with the same two children. I don't know if they were playing with the same two children. They were two little boys abducted from the same playground. I think that's what Robin reported in his episode. Oh. I, I don't think there's any evidence saying that it was two little boys playing with the same two children. I think that in one instance, 
it was a little boy playing with children. And then in another instance, it was a mother distracted by a man sitting on a bench. And those are the wild cards. Yeah. I thought. I could be yeah, wrong. I'd be interested to see where Robin found that, but they didn't mention that on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. And you also have to understand, like, they casually refer to a playground, but it's a playground in the center of six, like, 16 towers of mm-hmm. apartments that have hundreds of apartments in those towers. Yeah. So there's just, like, essentially too many too many variables Mm -hmm. for that sort of thing yeah you know i do think it's interesting that they brought dogs in and the dogs went right to the avenue because that would be the easiest thing to do is pick up this kid and go to the avenue just jump in a car Mm -hmm. you know the kid's crying who's really going to pay attention you assume that it's the parent yeah, the one mom said that. Like, what kid isn't crying at that age? So yeah. you wouldn't think that was strange. 18 months it. to 24 months? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, sad. I don't know. It is. Yeah, it's I, so sad. I do hope that can be solved. But Me too. That, I, I was pretty funny. amazed at that one they did share of the other case with Carlina White being mm-hmm. found so many years later that was yes. incredible you don't hear that often uh, imagine <laughs> like getting a dna test and it doesn't match your family you have to like keep it a secret try to figure out what's going on like well, what, what, what was her like she she was trying she started- to get like she wanted to go to school or something she needed a valid birth certificate uh, birth certificate right yeah yeah and they basically told her this is fake yeah they were like this isn't real and Mm -hmm. then you know in retrospect she had always felt that she wasn't part of the family she had her own reasons for thinking that she wasn't she thought she was adopted it turns out she was she was stolen yeah yeah and that like the reuniting is so nice yeah you know so great just like her and her mom sitting on the couch and her mom can't believe that she's there her mom keeps like tactile like touching her and you know it's Mm -hmm. so nice yeah yeah like there's hope there's hope for that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i think that's what all parents of missing children believe like Mm -hmm. yeah well they'll come home yeah, Andre and Christopher would be around 31. Yeah, I was going to say like early 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Carlina White, that happened when she turned 18. Mm-hmm. So, and so, you got to yeah. think like if, if Chris and Shane are still alive and they're, they'd be about 31 years old, <laughs> like they'd be past like probably needing their birth certificate or something yeah, yeah that is interesting yeah and we talk about That's that all true. the time with the other missing children cases we've done is like if you were raised by an abductor most likely you do not know that you know so it requires first that you know that something's up and then yeah there was there was a story i found that a girl had been raised by an abductor mm-hmm or biological parents that found her and she wasn't interested in meeting them oh. just because like this is the like they're not the parents i know oh that's so heartbreaking so. you know what like that makes sense too you have to honor whatever that person is going through and whatever they want so it might leave a question for for people like us that are like, are you this or are you that? But if that person accepts the people that raised them for better or worse, then that's it. You have to honor that. You have to let that go. You do, you know, it's important. It really is. Like we saw that with the Baskins, right? Like we saw that with, we, we had a narrative convinced in our minds until we talked to Heather and Eliza Mm -hmm. and it turned out the son and daughter 
I mean, they were raised in the best way possible on the run, you know, and yeah, but I do think it's different when the person who raised you, you find out to have abducted you. Like, I, that's a different. Yeah. yeah. I know. And to know but that, that obviously your, your actual family has look, been looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then to not want to go see that family, then yeah. that means that they have been putting, you know, they've just been telling you lies. Yeah. They've been setting you up for that reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, I hope. I don't know if it will happen, but I hope that's a story that can have a happy ending. Yeah. I think it can. Yeah, I hope that the age progressions are, you know, as close Accurate. to reality as possible. I thought that part yeah. was really interesting, talking to those artists and how they do that. Yeah. yeah, he the artist I talked to, the one guy was so cool. Like he was like, we've created four hundred and fifty composites, and I was like, only four hundred and fifty. Like you've been doing this for like twenty years, <laughs> but like it takes a really long time. It mm -hmm. takes a really long time to take these snapshots of different family members, combine them, and age progress them. Like, yeah, but well, I, a lot of the times with these missing children that were stolen as babies there are no photos so no there's nothing. nothing to go by no it's not like the way the world is now you know yeah you've covered a couple of those cases where there was nothing to go on you're just yeah. like taking the features of the parents and then mm -hmm. them like the marlene like the santana one yes yeah they had no actual photos no i just did one um few weeks back the sabrina eisenberg mm -hmm. case where like the age progression they did was based on like her baby picture and then what her sister looked like mm -hmm. so yeah i could see that like yeah. siblings yeah, yeah i mean it's your best shot <laughs> yeah it's an imperfect science mm -hmm. it really is uh, well uh, I think maybe that... we'll be able to solve episode six Maybe. I think we're most, as we said, we're most likely to solve episode three. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think so. Yeah, I was considering doing an episode on that case. Mm -hmm. Like before, before I found out UM was doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot to work with, right? I, I, like, I mean, I thought of it like back when I found that a couple of years ago when I saw that news story. Mm -hmm. so it, it, I remember having that reaction like how does that happen yeah. yeah so but I think as we said that's the one most likely to be solved mm -hmm. yeah and I do think so so I think that's uh, our I think that covers all of them yeah I think yeah I think that's it so uh, so we have to do an update to an update, right? Eventually. An update. What? An update to an update. An update to an update. An update to volume two. Oh, but volume two is not an update. What do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm saying we will provide updates to volume two. Hopefully they find yeah. um, oh. Lester Eubanks mm -hmm. and we can all get together and celebrate that. Yeah, yeah. sure hope so. Right? Yeah, and I did the forgotten. I came on your podcast, did the forgotten few. Yes. Talked about Doug the Slug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just showed up in something recently, and I was like, "What? Are you still around?" No, like, they're, they're still there. They're still mm -hmm. like. We had people comment on that episode and say, oh my God, these are our local radio hosts. I had no idea that they were affiliated with this. Yeah. Like they're, uh, it's so weird. No, they did like a terrible thing, but nobody pays attention to it. I don't know. No, but we had listeners be like, what the hell? <laughs> remember Doug the Slug goes by Sluggo now on Sirius XM. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, so, I think we mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. He is still around. Yeah, his career but, is fine, and oh he doesn't God. have any any like remorse for the the like the joke that they pulled. Like he doesn't. He was like, "We apologized for it. It's done." It's we like, apologize when we were found out. Yeah. 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 But he doesn't have like any sort of like empathy or sympathy. He's just sort of like, we're done with that part of our career. It's over yeah. now. And everyone else is like, mm, that was a sh super shitty thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, it, I'd love to be able to come back and do something like that on your part. You, of course, you're you two and Eliza are welcome back anytime. Thank you. So, We'd love uh, to talk you in. Yeah, I think this could be a regular thing with us as long as Netflix keeps putting out new Unsolved Mysteries volumes. Mm -hmm. so, I'm curious well. if they'll just be doing like two a year or what because it wasn't it was three months between the first two. Yeah. 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 But now we're in COVID. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we shall see. Much. Yeah, six a year yeah. or 12 a year, and we'll be really happy and distracted <laughs> by whatever yeah. they provide. <laughs> well, I, um, I just thought of this. I have been, like, whenever I had a chance to do an episode with you, I've been meaning to do my Mark Nichols impression. Oh my God! Yeah, do oh, it. No. The original, <laughs> the original dead-eyed husband. Go. Do, I, I think I have to get dead. Try to get dead-eyed to. Can you, the can you make your eyes smaller? Because I think they're too big for this reenactment. <laughs> oh. They say, uh, chopped her up and put her in garbage bags oh. and buried her at the dump. That's one of the first ones I heard. That really got to me. Oh my god. Spot on. That was terrifying. I could not believe he said that on the show. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> choices. We all make choices. As far as me being violent, that's that's just plain wrong. Oh my god. Oh. The wanna, worst. And now that we talked to, because we spoke to Heather, uh, Crystal Dawn, in the, we recorded an episode where we interviewed her. She's really involved with the Nichols story and all of the stuff that she told us, like, he's just, he did it. He's a terrible person. Like, I his dad was protecting him. The sheriff was protecting him. Like, Christy did. didn't have a shot in hell. I did my episode on that case. I said, like, she, like, her blog about that was my, my biggest mm -hmm. resource. Yeah. So. She's a queen. Like, she actually is able, she, she works from such a level of, like, empathy and interest that she reaches out to family members that don't usually talk to the press. She's obviously not the press. She's just someone that wants to bring the truth to light. She does such a great job of engaging with people that aren't on the record, mm -hmm. you know, and God damn, if she doesn't find out this information where the whole town knows what happened, but no one is willing to go on the record. No one's willing to say anything. She walks away knowing what happened, but without the ability to bring any sort of evidence. It's just conjecture, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking about the Mark Christie Joe case in particular, like you watch UM and you're like, how does this guy get away with it for over Fuck. 30 years? And then, and then I read Crystal's post about it, talked about how he was connected with the sheriff, mm -hmm. the police chief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. It yeah. does. He had connections. But like, there's always like, I always think, I mean, my first is Jewel Kaler. This is a man that went on TV. 
said my life is better now that Dottie's yeah. gone. Oh, yeah. that's who I'm thinking of with the small eyes. <laughs> yeah. It was him. <laughs> that like beady eyed bastard. Yeah. yeah. This is someone who couldn't even, and I mean, of course, no one realized what sort of hold this would have over the general public all these years later. These men thought they were getting on TV, they were going to give an interview people would believe it or not believe it, they didn't believe that people years later would be rewinding and fast forwarding and quoting them and doing their yeah. research independently. Mm -hmm. But to me, Jewel Kaler, the first episode of Unsolved Mysteries could not be bothered to even pretend to care. And no. then after Jewel Kaler, Mark Nichols, and then Steven Jirai. Like mm -hmm. there are men that I think of all of the time mm -hmm. because what it is so obvious that these men murdered their partners. And I want to ask you, I want to ask you, what do you make of Tim McClure? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually it's interesting that you say that because <laughs> there is maybe going to be an update to that case in our holiday special as well. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I, I special mean, guests may be ask, sharing some special information. If you have to ask I, how Carlin and I feel, we're like, are you kidding me? You killed your mom. But then I've we been, also have been, a little bit of backup from like a person that everyone respects. I've been working on my Tim McClure impression as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have it. <laughs> Maybe that's like your uber niche thing. Maybe you just do reenactments I, of men that murdered people they love. I can't understand why she would say I canceled the car, the card on Friday. I know I, I talked to her on Monday. I, I don't know why she would. I don't know. <laughs> He's uh, an interesting no, he, character. No, yeah. my impression of him is him in the reenactments. Oh my god! Uh, him like making the phone call to report to report his mama sees does this thing wrong. Hello. Oh, very dramatic. I'd like to report a missing person, please. Oh, yeah. He really had his <laughs> eyes on that acting prize. He wanted to be an actor. The, no, the one that gives me is when he says he's driving around to all the different parking lots, except for the one where... The one that his mom's found in? And That's just the he, one he missed. It shows the reenactment of him just looking. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be a visual for the listeners. Sorry. But. Yeah, the, the plot <laughs> holes in his story are alarming. And, well, we've, we've got a scoop about it, and it's I'm not surprising. I'm, exci I'm excited for it. <laughs> so, yeah. I had an idea to close this out by doing something that you do on your podcast close out your episodes called sharesy feelsies <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i was curious did either of you two have one mm. oh, i forgot that you said we were doing this um <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> give you a heads up he did and i was meant to give you a heads up and i forgot to <laughs> i do i do i've been listening to something i really like hold on let me find it oh god I feel like Elez is going to be upset that I didn't give it to her first. <laughs> but, oh God, there is this delightful podcast that just started this week. And it's called Killing It on Broadway. And it's hosted by two women who are Tony Award winning musical theater actresses. And every week they bring in another actor or actress to talk about their like true crime obsession so it just started this past week i listened to the first episode it's very cute i don't know so their first episode is kristen chenoweth who is the mm -hmm. queen of musical theater so mm -hmm. that's my share z feels ease but don't tell eliza because i haven't told her about it yet <laughs> well tell her before monday Okay. So. I'll text her right now. Okay. So this is coming out Monday. Yeah. Okay. 
which What's is yours. Well, you, you never have a jersey feels. No, I really don't have one. We kind of discussed this <laughs> on our show too. But like the election is just <laughs> taking All over encompassing. my life. Yeah. And I've been watching UM and I've been watching Great British Bake Off and following election stuff. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can give a little shout out to Date with the Bake. We love those funnies. Yes. They have a podcast that they do along with it called A Date with the Bake. Uh, the, the girls from A Date with Dateline have a show called The Date with the Bake. So right. that's what I've been listening to. Well, the one I had is a book called Librarian Tales, Funny, Strange, and Inspiring Dispatches from the Stacks. Mm. It's by William Ottens or Odens. I don't know how you say his name, mm-hmm. but he has a Facebook group called Librarian Problems. Ooh. <laughs> but, and you know how I work in the library and this book, yeah. it, it was like reading a whole thing like, oh, yes. <laughs> like I know exactly what that's like. Super relatable, you know? huh? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Of, I bet there's a lot of good tales. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to those in a minute. I'll throw in a quick bones bonus Shearsy Fieldsies. I got my five year service award this week. Oh congratulations. That's awesome. So that happened. Yay. But there is a uh in the book, there's a chapter that talks about finding stuff in the book drop that shouldn't be in the book drop. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'll give you one, a funny one, and then the one they close the chapter with. Okay. Uh, the, this one, it says, we found a female contraceptive device, oh. and my boss didn't realize what it was and kept picking it up and asking people if they lost it when they came into the library. Oh, no. I explained <laughs> oh, I hate that. I explained it wasn't what he thought it was, and we needed to get rid of it and sanitize the counter. Oh, Oh, why? Why, why, why? What did he think it was? He didn't know. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, a lot of it's, like, like, usually when I find, like, it's my job every day at least once to go out and empty the book drop. Mm Mm-hmm. I found like, like empty Dorito bags, fast food wrappers in there. Yeah, which is like fine, uh, Gr- gross, bullshit, but spe- fine. gross, but not. Especially since there's a trash can literally five feet away. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so, but I've found like people have dropped their mail, like put their mail in there. <laughs> but. The Dropbox that I used for my ballot was a library Dropbox, and it felt That's so weird. That's where we went. It felt yeah. so weird. I was like, is this weird? I didn't trust it, but then they gave me a sticker, so I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I tracked my ballot. It made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same here. But, uh, yeah, here is the one that ends the chapter, though. Okay. A beautifully written letter tucked inside a book that was from the borrower to the next reader describe describing how this book touched her life she was an older widow and felt that books were keeping her happy we put the letter back inside the book oh that's so nice i love that that's nice Uh, yay humanity yeah that's great so that's mine cool yay all right, well, this was a fantastic, fun evening. Yes, yeah. Thank you for staying up so late. Thanks for hanging out with <laughs> us, listening <laughs> to our opinions about stuff. <laughs> yeah, this was fantastic, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Whether, whether it's on this podcast or your podcast. Yes. You yes. let me know. And, uh, yeah, everyone... 
you want to talk, give a little promo for your podcast? Okay, Carlin, you're good at that. Yeah, if you've never heard our show before, we uh, recap uh, the original Unsolved Mysteries from the 80s and 90s. We discuss the episodes and then we update the cases because it's been 30 to 35 years since some of them have aired and there's a lot of info out there that we find sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Even so. if you get an update, you don't get all the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, ta- I talked about this on uh, the volume one recap, mm-hmm. but Allison, you actually covered uh, a segment which I told Carlin and Eliza was my first memory of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, goodness. What was it? It was the uh, Dr. Kenneth Frank. Mm-hmm. Ooh. ooh, 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 yeah. And I only, that stands out, I talked about this the first time, but I'll tell you, like, that stands out to me. I know it, I know I had been watching the show prior to that, mm-hmm. but that stands out to me because it was the first time I ever heard the word rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I think- what the word... I didn't know what the word rape meant. I was watching it with my dad. I asked him, dad, what is rape? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of uncomfortable for him. Yeah. I think yeah. that a lot of people our age were introduced to a lot of difficult concepts through shows like Unsolved Mysteries. And I think that's why people are still interested in updates and being part of the experience trying to solve these cases is Mm -hmm. it was really we were all you know children you know adolescents early teens introduced to these concepts and asking questions and I think it inherently touches a lot of people and I think that's why we have listeners and you have listeners and everybody wants to know what happened and you know people like lost loves we would have never imagined they like (laughs) fraud cases they like all the things that we think are super boring and laugh at you know treasure (laughs) you know yeah yeah there is you know i think um the magic rock yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of those whodunits we've got but yeah i think that there's a lot of like who carved all this shit into this rock? Yeah. And then who sent these dumb kids to look at it? You know. Yeah, that was yeah. one that, that a lot of people that, on the message board said they remembered from a, being a child. Yeah. Like, sticks out in your memory. One of, As a kid, is, you're like, how are you wasting my time? <laughs> Childhood <laughs> is precious. No. The thing about that segment is that reenactment makes me laugh every time because <laughs> those kids are saying things that the adult director is telling them to say no kids would ever talk. Yeah. One of the kids says has it has all the aspects of nature. Yes. Like no, <laughs> no nine, ten year old kid would ever say that. No, we talk about that. Yeah. I believe um what kid says this yeah. has all the aspects of nature. And like, that's why we're so surprised because we're covering season three now and it's come up multiple times about how much effort they do put into making the reenactments accurate. And I think that's where we got that idea that they're not is from that first season. Yeah. There's so much weird dialogue thrown into those reenactments that you're like, do they really say that? Yeah. So. But then come to find out, I guess maybe too. If it's important, if it's someone that's gone missing or something, they will work to make sure the reenactment is realistic and they hold to the standard. But if it's a magic rock, what are you going to do? (laughs) Who are you going to interview? And how do you decide whether or not what they're saying is relative to the experience of the magic rock? I don't know if you got (laughs) Wait until way further down the road you get to the fertility statues oh yes i've heard i can't Ew. wait hard pass thanks and <laughs> is chocolate an aphrodisiac yes that's oh, the other goodness. one that's always on that list <laughs> i feel like <laughs> that's eliza's work <laughs> eliza gets lost loves and cymeds and unexplained and then carlin picks <laughs> up the unexplained this past week, she got 
golden honey bears. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's a boon. It's a benefit. Sometimes you get to talk about adorable little golden honey bears and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always it's not always bad. <laughs> Once every three seasons and a half, it's good. Yeah. Get Go stuck holding a puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who among us? Well, this, yeah. Uh, you do great work on that podcast. I know we have a lot of crossover and listenership. So, hi. Like a... <laughs> hey, you guys. Great. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> remember us from yeah. the other one? <laughs> yeah, you got me a. I remember you got me a lot of new listeners. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. We love that. So, the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, we're, I feel we're all in the same camp anyway. Yeah. So, I think I was talking with Carlin on Instagram about this, where it feels weird to, that I have been listening to you for a while, even before I started my podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was a fan. And give me a second, I want to run and grab something. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't funny? know. <laughs> Right. If he comes back in lingerie, I am dropping this car. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I of course support you on Patreon. Uh -huh. Oh goodness. Well, okay. <laughs> but funny thing was, like that is from my podcast Patreon that I created, uh -huh. and I had supported you on an old Patreon, a personal Patreon okay. a while ago that I like, I ended up like stop, stopping for a while because uh, I was doing some financial things. Mm -hmm. But that first time around, you sent me this. Yeah! <laughs> oh, yes. Louis Carlucci! It's Louis Carlucci! Yeah, oh my like, God. You, wrote, you wrote something on that like Louis Carlucci, yes. season one, episode three, classy lady. You know what? You have to work to find that episode because I was so drunk that we had to remove <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, but of course you also saw And I'm like, I remember thinking like, oh, this is nice. But then part of me is like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> what, what am I going to do? That's what I the... said to Allison. I was like, do you think people are going to hang the dick bitches up on their fridge, though? I'm sorry. <laughs> One girl made a scrapbook page. So people <laughs> figured out what to do with it and they were excited. But I mean, notice I don't, I don't we have haven't done it since season one. <laughs> I, I don't have it hanging up, but I have, I kept it, obviously. <laughs> It would make a great bookmark. I will you know? never stop laughing about how Louis Carlucci looks like a low rent John Belushi. Burt Reynolds? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does look like a I love that joke, guys. Louis Carlucci, that, like, we yeah. have people, we have some listeners send in special requests that we. There was out. one and it was Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was great. Like, you guys got to send me the Bigfoot. And we were like, all right, girl, it's yours. <laughs> I was like, right. let me read through this. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, I love that. I stand by it. It's like a fun season one thing that we never did again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And it costs a lot of time and money. But, but hey. that's how, yeah, that's how long I've been listening. And I was, it feels really cool to me that I was a fan of you and then I started my podcast reached out to you for you know just a connection and we've connected and become friends so uh, yeah. that's no, awesome. awesome yeah our favorite great. part about all of this yeah the, the, the friendships that we've made and the community that is created with us and around other unsolved mysteries podcasts it's so cool you know like we love it we love engaging with you and with everybody yeah you know it's yeah. super fun it's great yeah and it, it was great doing this and i can't wait to for another opportunity to do it again yeah of course so, yeah i'm so excited right. to see what the next cases will be Ooh, volume yeah. three 
or I hope I get a chance to do another Forgotten Few. Oh, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'll have to see what case I can do. <laughs> but yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. And, Thanks for having us. All right, everyone go. If you're not in our crossover listenership, go listen to Resolve Mysteries. And it's fantastic. And thank you so much again. Thank, thank you. you. Have a thank good you. night. Bye, Joe. Bye. Bye.